This podcast is brought to you by Voice and Vision, bringing help, hope, and healing to individuals, families, and communities affected by mental illness, addictions, and disabilities in southeastern Pennsylvania. Financial support for this podcast is provided by a Veterans Trust Fund grant from the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. Welcome to Untold Valor, a podcast with a unique focus on veterans, featuring stories of courage, recovery, perseverance, and strength. Listen to hear veterans share their perspectives on what it's like to battle mental health challenges, combat addictions, and overcome other adversities unique to those who have served. Welcome into Untold Valor, where we share the stories of veterans and their struggles and also providing resources and hope for those that are looking for different avenues to get some help along their journey. Once again, on the podcast here with us, always happy to have Reverend Ben talking with me. And of course, we have our special guest each and every episode. And this week, we are very proud to have uh, Matt Matthew. I think it's Matthew Brown, but I think he likes to go by Matt. So we'll, we'll get into that in just a second. But Matthew Brown is joining us here. He served in the U.S. Navy for 12 years, held various leadership and operational roles. Uh, and uh, so we're looking forward to talk with him. Graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy and is a Bocknowski Family Fellow uh, at Stanford's Hoover uh, Institution. I'm curious to see if I said that right. So let me bring Matt in. Matt, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, Mark. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Did I say that right? Bocknowski? Yeah, you did. So the Bocknowski family is they're the uh they endowed a program called the Veteran Fellowship Program at Stanford University. And I'm lucky enough to be a, a fellow that's a part of that organization. So yeah, you nailed it. Well done. Fantastic. Well, we're so happy to have you on here. We're looking forward to talking with you uh about your work now. So you are uh, leading a behavioral healthcare company called Chimney Trail Health. So we want to talk a little bit about that, which its aims are to el- eliminate destructive uh, anxiety, depression, suicide through training and prevention and cognitive behavioral therapy. So we're really looking forward to having you here on the podcast this week. We're going to get into some good conversation in just a second. But Reverend Ben, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? Good to have you here as always. Thank you, sir. I'm doing well. And we are, uh, I think we're taping this right around the Thanksgiving. It's just about upon us here. So I think we're dropping this a little bit later, but we want to wish everybody a happy uh, Thanksgiving and holiday season. So, and be safe out there. So we're looking forward to uh, uh, getting into our conversation here today with Matt. So let's dive in. Uh, do you, Matt, do you prefer Matt or Matthew? Yeah, Matt's fine. Yeah, that works. All right. Well, slow. talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, just your time in the service. We always start with uh, telling us a little bit a little bit about you and things of that nature. So you were in the Navy uh, for 12 years. Uh, how was your experience? Uh, it was absolutely incredible. Uh, it was an adventure of a lifetime uh, full of, I mean, I, I came in the service right on the heels of 9-11. I was a midshipman at the Naval Academy when uh, the attacks on 9-11 happened. So mm. it really did sort of shape the trajectory of my time in, in the Navy deployed all over the world aboard ship. We did counter piracy operations. We sailed with, you know, all of our NATO partners in every major ocean and sea. Was fortunate to deploy in Operation Iraqi Freedom with the 101st Airborne as a part of their counter rocket artillery mortar detachments. Went from there to deploy overseas and and got stationed overseas aboard uh, USS Donald Cook uh, in Rota, Spain. Uh, and rotated from that tour to take command. Uh, it was my final sea duty assignment. I was the captain of uh, USS Scout in San Diego, California. It was one of our mine countermeasure ships. Uh, and then my final active duty assignment was with SEAL Team 17 doing operations innovation work for them so that we could bring the best of what 
you know, technology companies have to bear, make it available to the warfighter. Well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your service, sir. And thank you for sharing. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when we talk about Matt here, the point of the, the podcast uh, that we're doing here with the, the great folks at uh, Compure Core and, and Voice and Vision is, is really helping veterans struggle with getting help in, in some of the situations that they find themselves in and, and the lack of resources. Although there's resources everywhere, it's maybe uh, the lack of how to uh, attain those or, or work with those. So we certainly want to talk about Chimney Trail here in a moment. But did you kind of see and experience some of that kind of st- yourself while in the service, you know, from maybe from fellow uh, sailors or, you know, when you transitioned out, things of that nature? Yeah, Mark, I think that the foundation of, I mean, the reason that Chimney Trail Health exists is because of that very problem that you that you just articulated there. It's not likely that there's no resources because as we all know, there's there's so many good people trying to right. support veterans as they make a transition out of the service and, and support them while they're in the service because, you know, military lifestyle is not the easiest way to live. So there's a lot of resources that's available, but part of the problem is it just understanding the the network of those resources and mm-hmm. how to access them and also being a part of a community where it's normalized like reaching out for those sorts of resources is normalized and so chimney trail is a uh, has sort of some tragic origins which i imagine you'll want to get into during the talk but um it's a derivative of, of that very problem well let's go ahead and walk right into that if you're okay with that matt let's talk about the origins of that and uh, and and what kind of led you here you got it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be the first to admit when I was a kid, I did not grow up thinking, hey, I want to be the CEO of a behavioral health company when I grow up. Right, I didn't, I didn't right, think that was right. in the cards for me. Wasn't on your bingo list, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I grew up just south of Annapolis, Maryland. So I had a front row seat to the Naval Academy. And if you're an elementary school age boy and you live near the Naval Academy, that's what you want to do when you grow up. So I was fortunate enough to uh, be able to go there and do all the things that the Navy life offers. And of course, like we mentioned at the outset, I was the captain of one of our ships in San Diego for my final sea duty assignment. Uh, And aboard that ship, we had a kid that I thought was going to be the chief of naval operations one day. He was a nuclear trained officer, absolute all-star, first generation American family from India. Mm -hmm. And I rotated off my off the tour there as captain and went over to the teams. And then a couple of months into that job, I got a call from the new captain. And he said that that young man had gone to a Marine Corps exchange and he bought a firearm and he took his own life mm, yeah. and absolutely floored. Uh, because if you would have come on yeah, Mark, if you just said like, Hey, captain, who on this ship needs mental health support? I would have grabbed his name is Arun Somosundaram. I would have grabbed Arun and so they're like, hey, man, can you help me think of somebody? Right. I would yeah. not have ever imagined that it was him. So I, I learned in that process that everyone is carrying around something. Uh, and then I also learned that uh, a lot of times that something can get mixed with a little bit of impulsive emotion and turn into something that you can't take back. So yeah, for sure. I, I, yeah. And I, I, I got to tell you, that that hits me right in the chest really hard. My daughter is on uh, is in the Navy. She's a nuclear engineer as well. And, uh, and it just, it just hits me right, you know, in the feels there because it's, you never know, right. You just never know which person, uh, feels that way. And, and so that's, that's what led you, uh, to chimney trail. That's it. Yeah. So I, the ship was at sea when, when word first came in of his suicide mm-hmm. and, uh, I went to the hospital to sit with his parents because he didn't pass away immediately. 
Uh, and his mom was, as you might imagine, inconsolable. Sure. But his dad kept bringing up this team building exercise that I took all of the officers on while I was in command. We went to Yosemite National Park and we climbed cathedral peaks together. And his dad kept talking about how his son was really inspired by it. And then he grabbed me by the shoulders and he shook me very hard. And he said, Captain, why didn't I do these things with my son? Why didn't I do them with my beautiful son? Mm. And it it was one of those axis shifting events in my life. And I called my wife and I said, hey, I know that we had talked about a long Navy career and we're enjoying the adventure and have done some really incredible things. But this there's like a fire inside the Navy and that can't be put out from inside the house. I think we needed to start a mental health care company that will address this. And over the last five years, it's taken many forms, but ultimately the idea is to train our folks better to endure the challenges that are inherent to military life. Uh, and so that that's the genesis of the company. Yeah. And Reverend Ben, let me bring you in here because obviously you, you struggle with your own transition. Now, this young man's struggles were still while active, correct, Matt? That's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but we also see a lot of that in the transition period too, correct, Reverend Ben? That's That was for you. And that's also what you do a lot now when you're talking with uh, other vets. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Matt, uh, agencies like yours are um, a godsend because the veteran um, that's transitioning into society often is misplaced and misunderstood. And not having knowledge of the mental health issues that veterans go through, uh, many veterans think they're on their own by themselves. So it's good to have an agency like yours that is uh, relaying information to people, letting them know that they are not alone. And um, yeah, for sure. That transition uh, is, is a big thing from their military life to civilian life. And it can be very traumatic to some veterans. And for some, even while they're still in the military, just transitioning to military life itself from civilian life. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I, I was thinking about, I was just mentioning Matt, you know, my daughter, she, we had gotten an email from her just, just last week. And it was, she was like, I did not, <laughs> I did not get enough stuff for the downtime. Send something for me to do. <laughs> so we sent her a care package with all sorts of silly items in there for her to have, you know, things just to kind of keep them going, you know, keep them going. Cause they're, uh, get a little stir crazy sometimes, right? Which I'm sure you guys can both attest to uh, sitting on the ship. So you, you just never know, right? It's, it's always kind of having something, you know, to hopefully keep the uh, keep the mind occupied. And, and is that kind of the the goal, as I was saying earlier, your, the aims of Chimney Trailer really to work on the anxiety or the depression, uh, which can happen while still in service? Oh, it can absolutely happen in service. I, You know, young folks are joining the services and it's on the heels of things like watching Top Gun Maverick or some TV show about the Navy SEALs. And then right. they have in their mind that their experience in the in the service is going to be it, it just a movie reel. It's go, and go, go, right? There's always something it, exciting happening, right? Exactly, right. So there might, there might be like over the course of a 20-year career, there might be like 120 hours of, of really exciting stuff. Right. <laughs> right. But the rest of it is like sharpening you know sharpening the sword rather than using it so to speak so yeah yeah a part, a part of what we do at chimney trail is we equip the folks that are using our program to understand something called cognitive behavioral therapy and cbt uh is a regiment that most I mean, essentially all psychiatrists and psychologists use to teach folks about the 
normal distortions in our thinking. So they call them cognitive distortions. There's 10 of them. Mm-hmm. There, there's actually, an, there's many of them, but there's 10 that are sort of like regularly occurring. Uh, and then we have packaged up little outdoor activities and we put them in a box. Mark, sort of like what you're talking about sending to your daughter a care package. Right. We've just created these little kits and inside the kit, there's a little act- outdoor activity and it teaches people about two of the 10 most regularly occurring cognitive distortions. And the idea is that if you if you're if you understand them and you are able to put a name to to the distortion, uh, then it no longer has power over you. And CBT is, you know, twenty seven hundred academic research, like peer reviewed research studies later uh, is the most clinically vetted form of, of mental health intervention that there is. So we just sort of figured, why, why is this stuck behind the curtain? Uh, and the only way you can access is it if you self-identify as being in need of mental health and go talk to a psychologist. And all of our doctor friends were like, hey, you don't need to be sick before you come see me. You could learn about this stuff and not become sick to begin with. Mm, so it's a really okay. prevention-focused curriculum uh, that we're trying to get in the hands of every single warfighter and then ultimately everybody in the world. Trying to pull back the curtain to expose us a little bit more. That's it. And so that's kind of the, the genesis here behind the training uh, and working through that training for the cognitive, for the CBT uh, to help folks. So uh, also I, I noticed on here, it says preservation of the all volunteer force. What is that? Yeah. So you probably have seen in the news that we're having a difficult time recruiting people into the armed forces. So mm-hmm. the fact that your daughter did that and she's gone down this nuclear training path, uh, thank you for your part in making that happen because military service is truly a remarkable way to live. It's it, it's an extraordinary life. And we've done, you know, frankly, a horrible job of communicating its value to yeah. the next generation. And some of that we owe to 20 years of sustained conflict with like some strategically ambiguous results. And right. uh, some of it we owe to like a very well-publicized mental health crisis within the armed forces. And I mean, we've lost the equivalent of an army corps to suicide since 2001. That's over 30,000 people. It's just, it's a staggering number. Uh, And I don't suspect that without aggressive intervention, we're going to be able to do much better because another statistic is that uh, one in 10 kids will try and make an attempt on their own life before they graduate high school. Now it's like shockingly high statistics. Uh, So, you know, part of what my work at Stanford right now as a, as a VFP fellow is preservation of the all-volunteer force. If we have these mental health challenges and those mental health challenges are dissuading an entire generation of Americans from joining the armed forces, we're going to be in a real spot because our weapon systems are so sophisticated now that you cannot rely on a strictly drafted force in order to achieve the combined arms that you need in order to win and fight the next war. Mm. So a piece of this is making sure that folks have the resilience built into their brain uh, you know, so that they're prepared to to do the hard stuff that's required in a military lifestyle. Yeah, you know, and that's that that recruitment conversation piece. That is certainly again hitting home on that because that's one of the frustrations. You know, we were just talking about your story about the origins of Chimney Trail, and you know, they found themselves working ridiculously long hours. They don't have enough people, 
Uh, and of course, you're familiar with the nuke program enough to realize that it takes a lot of uh, those folks on aircraft carriers to make these things go 24-7, right? And so there is a lot of people there. And so they're finding themselves working incredibly long hours and long shifts and, and with little time off because they are under undermanned, right? And that all adds to that depression and anxiety feeling that can build up, right? So uh, she actually finds herself already in that kind of leadership role of trying to keep morale up and things of that nature, because she doesn't want to see, uh, you know, her, her fellow shipmates go down that path. That's the truth. And I, in every other walk of life, it seems like there's a season for intensity and then there's a season for recovery. Uh, and in the service, you know, when you sign up for an enlistment there, it's just sort of like the whole thing is a season for intensity. It's like you go through boot camp. And then you finish with boot camp and you go into some sort of A schools or C schools or yeah. whatever the case might be. And, you know, if you're in the new program and there's challenges, I mean, that's a profoundly challenging program academically. And there's also a lot of uh, social expectations. So your peer group is putting a lot of pressure on you. And and all of these things are are circumstantial. Like, you know, that those things in and of themselves would not drive someone to pathological state of anxiety, depression or suicide. But it's the way that you're thinking about your circumstances that may result in those tragic end states. Mm. So a part of what we're trying to do at Chimney Trail is make it so that, you know, when service members, I mean, really, when anybody embarks on something challenging, they're not plagued by the distortions that cause these cycles of rumination that ultimately lead to suicide. We can arrest it, break it, and then, you know, we can do hard things and we can think about them more clearly. Well, how, how do folks get involved with Chimney Trail? And, and so if, if you find yourself in a position where you need some help or you're looking for some resources, as we talked about when we kind of kicked it off, it's not that there's a lack of resources in many you know places all over the country, but it's it's the it's the request, right? Sometimes it's the hardest thing, and Reverend Ben can certainly attest to this uh, if he can jump in on this as well, but it's the asking for help that many veterans just struggle with anyway, right? So, uh, Reverend Ben, I'll let you jump in and kind of talk about just the, the, the struggle of asking for help. But then also, Matt, come back and tell us how, how people can get involved or, or work with you. Absolutely. Um, you know, asking for help is one of the hardest uh, things. Number one, um, when I was in the military back in the 80s, you know, and I, see, I, my, my thing was I didn't ever, I was a Navy man who never was on a ship. I was attached to the Marine Corps. I was a, a Marine. I was a Navy corpsman attached to the Marines. And that stigma itself uh, gives you the, uh, you know, the uh, because look, we're men and we don't we don't have fear. We're green and we're mean. And we're fighting machines, but inside there's fear, there's fear, and there's mental health issues that are going on that people don't want to should not want to share, in fear of being vulnerable. Sure. So yes, being yeah, judged. It, yeah. It, absolutely, and and then and because and also the fear of never knowing. When, when is your turn? When is your chance? Because I did see some action. And um, just to be a target 24-7 is not a good feeling. Reverend Ben is bringing up a really good point, which is, you know, we say that asking for help is the hardest part. And, and that's true. And I think that in the work that we've done at Chimney Trail, what we're trying to do is make it so that you never get to the point where you feel like you need to be asking for the help. One, we got to destigmatize asking for help to begin with. I think everybody's on board with that now. Right. You'd right. be hard for us to find somebody that doesn't understand and value like good mental health care infrastructure to support people who are really in need. But the challenge that we're running into is that we're putting people in circumstances and not giving them the tools 
to overcome challenges to begin with. Mm, okay. So at, Chim- at Chimney Trail, we're making it so that you don't need to ask for the help because we're giving you the training so that you don't fall into these cycles of pathological anxiety and depression. Like it's impossible to, to go through military experience, whether in peacetime or war and not experience anxiety and depression. Like it's part of the job, but there's a massive difference between destructive anxiety and depression and just run of the mill, good common sense. Hey, this is hard and I need to honor that. So our training is self-paced, self-led, because we understand that everyone's mental health care journey is quite personal. It's delivered to your doorstep the same way that you might get food from HelloFresh or clothes from Stitch Fix. (laughs) You do the activity by yourself or with friends and you learn well in advance. I mean, folks check into boot camp with a lot of baggage already. You know, they come from various backgrounds. Some had more supportive families than others and just more supportive communities than others. And so we want to not level set, but we want to give everybody the training that they need to overcome, you know, distorted thinking and prevent it way upstream. We want to make it so that it's it never turns into the rumination that leads to tragedy. Um, it's a it's a tough challenge, but it's it's like twofold. We one we have to prevent it, and then you know two as Reverend Ben was talking about, we need to make it easier to ask because these are the helpers. Like, and the helpers don't like asking for help. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Thank you for breaking that down. As you were mentioning the, uh, you know, the Stitch Fit or, or, or HelloFresh or whatever, and I was going to ChimneyTrailHealth.com, which is the website, correct? So if folks want to check right. out the resources, ChimneyTrailHealth.com. Uh, I see the Waypoint Kit there. Uh, and and that kind of made me think about like, it looks that the delivery box, you know, kind of, is that kind of the the idea there? That's it. Yeah. It was just to make it easy and make it so it didn't feel super clinical uh, there. I mean, it's, it's robustly uh, vetted. It's clinically vetted. Uh, it's a, a lot of scientific rigor involved in the curriculum, but the like doing it should be fun. Like not all of this can be so damn miserable and heavy. <laughs> right. Like there's gotta be, you know, a fun element to it. So we wanted to make it, Hey, learning about my own brain, yeah. learning the difference between system one and system two thinking, yeah. learning about the distortions that the, the human brain generally suffers from. All of those things are really great. We can do it in a fun atmosphere. And then it just so happens that you're able to use those tools uh, for the rest of your military career or whatever career you're in. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if we're trying to move from darkness to light, right, it can't all be, you know, heavy and dark to do that. Right. You got to have some, got to have some light uh, as you move towards the light. Right. So uh, great information. Certainly anything else that you'd like to share with us about chimney trail, Matt, or, you know, one of the things I tend to to do when we wrap up and we want to be respectful of your time and our listeners times, but is uh, you know, is any kind of message that we, you know, having gone through this or created something or your own experiences or whatever that might be, but a message you'd like to share with other listeners out there and um, just some final thoughts. You got it. So uh, Chimney Trail, in terms of its availability, uh, we're working directly with the Department of Defense to make this available to folks as they process through boot camp, and then to Reverend Ben's point, to make it as they transition off of active duty. So hopefully this is not something that they need to come out of pocket for. This is going to be official military training. The Marines have already stepped up and have piloted the program, which is super brave of them for a relatively new company, but we're doing great things for them and seeing a ton of wonderful results. So uh, to be seen at a boot camp near you uh, very shortly. 
But more importantly, I think for your listeners or anybody that's that's hearing this, uh, that is either in active service or a veteran or going through this, you know, profoundly challenging transition period, uh, I get asked on most podcasts and, and every time we do a conference or whatever, hey, what is the advice that you have? And I would say that the single thing that helped me the most was organizing my brain around the idea that although the career that I was in while in uniform was addressing existential problems like the preservation of democracy for the whole entire planet, when you transition off of active duty, you don't need to find your life's purpose. You can just find today's purpose. So start really small and concentrate on your routines I'm getting up in the morning, I'm showering up, I'm working out, I'm eating breakfast, I'm you know making my bed like Admiral McRaven always talks about. Like doing these small things and getting small is the number one thing that you can do. It will have outsized impact. And before you know it, you start stringing wins together and then you're back operating at the scale that you once were in uniform, but you're doing it under entirely different context. Uh, and, and it feels great. I mean, there's a world of opportunity out there the country is so grateful for everything that you did while in uniform uh, and and they're just desperate for you to take up a leadership role in your community the same way that you did for your country uh because i mean all you need to do is turn on the news now and see how desperately we need common sense folks to come together and solve problems so uh i hope everybody that's listening benefits from that but it worked for me and i think it worked for you that's a great final message, Matt. Thank you so much for, for sharing that and articulating that. Uh, Reverend Ben, I can't think of anything else. That was pretty darn good. So, you know, anything from you, my friend? No, listen, Matt, uh, you covered a lot of things there, and uh, we appreciate the, the service that you're providing. I just wish that these services were around when I was in boot camp. <laughs> yeah. We're working as fast as we can, Reverend, I promise you. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Well, thank you so much, folks, for listening uh, to the podcast. We always appreciate your time. Of course, we'll have some final information here pop up in just a second. So if you'd like to subscribe to the show, uh, feel free to do so so you can catch new episodes as they come out. And of course, if you do need some help, make sure that you go by and check out some of the resources that we do have available for you uh, that we will also have at the end of the podcast, as well as stop by ChimneyTrailHealth.com. That's ChimneyTrailHealth.com. Matt, thank you so much for being here and taking the time to spend with us here. You got it, Mark. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Reverend Ben, we'll see you next time here on the podcast. Thanks so much, folks, for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe to Untold Valor. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Untold Valor by Voice and Vision. We hope you found the information and resources discussed today helpful. As always, thank you for listening and for your support. Remember to stay connected with us through our various social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to visit the website, voiceandvisioninc.org. That's voiceandvisioninc.org, where you can sign up for our blog and find free resources and information on upcoming events, webinars, workshops, and get support. You can also access our free help and hope guide for individuals and families struggling with substance use and addiction. If someone you know is struggling, please reach out for help because you and your life matter. Remember, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is available to you at any time by dialing 988. We are all ambassadors of hope and recovery. 
And if you want to share your story, please contact us. Copier Corps is also looking for veteran mentor volunteers and veteran participants. To find out more information about Copier Corps, please call 610-541-0790. That's 610-541-0790. You can find all the links and contact information for the resources mentioned on today's episode by checking the description and the show notes section of your app. Thank you again for tuning in and for your support. Until next time, this has been Untold Valor.